Hello, and welcome to the Recovery Matters podcast from CCAR, the podcast where putting recovery first is always the goal. Here we present interviews, discussions, stories, and speeches to cultivate the understanding and acceptance of the power, hope, and healing of recovery from alcohol and other addictions. Here are your hosts, Phil and Sandy Valentine. Phil, I wish that I had maybe even only a quarter for every time we have been somewhere over the last 20 years and learned that our guest today was the reason somebody felt welcomed into recovery and gave it a chance. Because we would be on a really nice vacation at this point. Yeah, Geraldo does have an impact in the community, doesn't mm-hmm. he? Yep. You start talking to the individual and they say, oh, yeah, I went into the Hartford Recovery Community Center and Geraldo. Mm-hmm. And Geraldo, all so many stories of people you have blessed. Wow. Welcome. Wow. Welcome wow. to Recovery Matters podcast. You're on the other side of the mic now. You're a guest on Recovery Matters. And you're a host of what podcast? Um, the Spanish podcast, de La Recuperación Importa. Yeah. yeah. Give that a go, Phil. Give that no, a go. Come I'm on. I'm not going to do on. that. <laughs> I always think like he calls me, what's your nickname for me? Uh, el Papa de la Recuperación. No la Papa. <laughs> el Papa de la Recuperación. For me, believe me, it's a, it's a, it's a good title. You sure? I just learned yesterday that Papa also means potato. No, yes, it is, but not in that. Did I, you freak me out when you say that to me? No, I don't want to disrespect no, you. No, no, no. I'm just no, no. Tater, it's a bit tight of Phil. The first time that I meet you in Weatherford Town, 550 Weatherford Town, yeah. starting in Hawaii. Mm-hmm. So I see this guy, you know, I said, Who's the guy? Yeah, who's that <laughs> I can't get it. I get it. No, but uh, that's the day that um, my life changed about the other stage in my recovery. Mm-hmm. Tell us a little bit about what little Geraldo was like mm-hmm. growing up. What was life Where were you born? Was life well, like? I was born in Ponce, Puerto Rico. Ponce. Ponce, that is in the South Island. Yeah. The best town, I'm kidding. <laughs> yeah. I would see that people say, you Yeah. Ponce, Puerto Rico. Lots of sisters and brothers? Yes, and the, whole, the total brothers, a... Um, Five brothers with me and three sisters. Wow. What and, number were you? Ah, the baby. Are you? Yes. I yes, didn't know that. Yes. Wow. And my other sister, she have 74 years old. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. All of us are still alive, thank God. Wow. So what was life like on the island? Wow. It's a beautiful, you know, it's a place. Coming from Puerto Rico, from a family where, who I am, my father and my mother show me good principles, you know, um, respect, good father, good father, nothing to say back to my father. Mm-hmm. So what kind of house did you grow up in? Were you on the beach? Were you off the beach? Were you in the city? Were you out in the country? Good question. Good yeah. question. I born in the house in the middle of the cane. So your house was in the middle of a cane yeah. field? Yes, real poor house, you know, but... I mean, good spirit in the house. How long were you in Puerto Rico for? Well, um, I got more time living here in the Puerto Rico. I, I, I moved to Connecticut when I got 19 years old. 19 years old. 19 years old. So all your schooling was in Puerto Rico? I quit school middle. How come? I mean, you know, 
me. Ato is a man already. I can do this, I can do that, I don't need that. So what did you want to do instead of go to school? Um, working, mm -hmm. be fun, you know, party, I mean, drinking. Mm -hmm. Where did you work? What was your first job? My first job, I started, when I got, I mean, like 12, 13 years old, I started working construction. Really? Real hard construction, yes, mm -hmm. real hard. After that, it's um, a company in Puerto Rico calling Telephone Recording, um, Telephone Recording, Telephone Company. Mm -hmm. I worked for three years in the whole island mm -hmm. with the telephone. So, I mean, and that times don't pay a lot, it's nothing. Mm -hmm. So, well, the mistake that I made it. Did you uh, play sports? Were you involved in any teams or anything? Of course. Mm -hmm. I always play pool. Cool. And that moment, I'm real good, not anymore. I'm real good. After that, I play um, softball. Yeah. Baseball real well, real nice. But, and again, so the alcohol and others turned my life. What was your drink of choice? Oof. Didn't matter. Anything except water. <laughs> gotcha. <laughs> yeah. When did you start I drinking? Started, I started about... Nine. Nine. I started um, exploring about that. Did Grab it and run into the sugar cane. Yeah. yeah. Did um, did your parents and your brothers and sisters were they drinking too at the time? Not my mother, not my father, my brothers and the neighbors. You know, because in Puerto Rico before every in my neighbor, like my neighbor, it's like a, I mean real close. You know. So everybody's always involved. Yeah. When's the first time you got in trouble with alcohol? You can remember. Wow, yeah, I, I, I remember. Trust me. Tell remember. us the story. I remember. So my family is to the party in Christmas and New Year Eve. But we call we celebrate. Yeah. So he let a couple of bottles, the hard uh, liquor, rum. Uh oh. So, me, my brother, and two more people from the neighborhood, still in the bottom. So, I started, okay, whoo, drinking, drinking. So, I'll take like a four shot. Oh my God, I can walk, I can, I can move. So, my brother is scared. The first thing he comes to his mind, mind is, call my mother. Mm -hmm. He called my father, my father killed me. <laughs> but he called my mother, my mother got me, tried to shake me, put um, cold water, and the same time she yelled at me, real woof. So she took care of that for me that day, but I started liking it. Oh, yeah. How old were you, sir? Were you? How old were you at that time when this I happened? I 11 years. Mm -hmm. I think he a big man that time. At 11? <laughs> wow. Early, wow. real early. So I have this picture that you have this house in the fields, it's warm, a lot of love, a lot of community, um, a lot of fun it sounds like. Mm -hmm. Is that true? Is yeah. that how you would say your childhood was? Yeah, I mean, everything's this, the, what happened that moment too, because I live in the, in the sugar cane 
let me write, is the river in there too. So all the time the river, I mean, the, it's raining, hard rain in Puerto Rico, the river come up. So he take the house twice. He take the house. It took your house? Twice, twice. Twice. So my mother and father decided to move from there. Yeah. So I'm moving to the other um, neighborhood, real little boy, you know, nice. So in there, it's a lot of uh, store closes, like a bodega, but no bodega, you know? Uh -huh. So it's more um, people drinking in the area. Uh -huh. So now I feel more, more curious. How old were you when you moved to the new place? Uh, I'm saying maybe... 10 years old, 11. Do you 11. remember the river rising and taking the house? Not really, no, not much, not much, not much. My so sister the, the, uh, explained they to me tell the time. story? The whole family had to like get out of there? or Yeah, we, yeah. the whole family, the whole family, twice. Oh, wow. That's so, a, so you're 11, 12, you're moving into a new neighborhood where you have more access to more drinking. friends, you know, new friends. So. You quit school. Mark curious about things that I see that moment. I say, what's that? What's going on? You know, mm -hmm. I see a couple of people hiding to the, you know, inside um, the farm to do something, but I don't know what to do. Oh, I want to find out. Yeah, who is your? Who are your friends? Do you remember their names? Yes, Freddy. Who's Freddy? Tell Freddy. me about Freddy. Freddy. I mean, he's, what's his last name? Uh, <laughs> it's Feliciano. Oh, really? I mean, he died. Oh, he died oh. in Puerto Rico. Um, shooting, somebody shoot him. Oh. Kill him. Nine shot. Nine shot. Nine shot. So for me, he's a brother. Because yeah. after race with him, Ruben, everything changed. Everything changed. He put him like a, in the position, he's a big drug dealer. Oh. So I see him like a... My father, my brother, my friend, my everything. Mm -hmm. He gave me a lot of love. Yeah. <clears throat> he loved me a lot. Everything that I asked from him, he gave it to me. Mm -hmm. So, with him, I see, yeah, discovery a lot of things that are not supposed to involve in my life. And that time, oh, never. Mm -hmm. Like what? I mean, drunk. Yeah. What kind of drugs? Drug, that moment, marijuana and cocaine. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, that experience for him. And this was all in Puerto Rico? In Puerto Rico, correct. So, well, how do we get to the point where you come to the United States and why? Because when I got 18 years old to 19, my father died. Uh -huh. I mean, even my father, my father, my mother divorced, but I still around the both of them. So I met the girl in that time. I go live with that girl. Mm -hmm. So I let my mother, you know, away for the moment. So I feel like I want to do something better for me in my life. In that moment, my talk is okay. I have to leave Puerto Rico. I have to go to New York. You know. Everybody, everything in Puerto Rico is New York, New York. Not Connecticut, not Massachusetts, New York. Everything is New York. Mm -hmm. yeah. So I had to go to New York. So this girl that I started with her, a sister moving to Hartford. She told me, okay, so let's go to um, Connecticut. Mm -hmm. 
Mm-hmm. I said, Connecticut. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want Connecticut. I want New York. Yeah. But she said, no, but let's go to Connecticut. So in 1985 to 86, I moved to Hartford. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's funny because when I'm moving through here, the first day after this, a week, I feel depressed because... This is happening in February. Oh. So, cold, nobody in the street. Mm-hmm. I said, no, no, that's not me. I want to go to New York. Yeah. <laughs> Where did you live? In, where in Hartford? Close to here. Uh, no kidding. Lisbon Street. Really? It's right there. Willie Street, Lisbon Street. Yeah. Yeah, it's right there. Uh-huh. And that moment, that street, wow. What can I say about the street? That's the, the street in the moment. Mm-hmm. About gotcha. drop. Wow. Mm-hmm. I said, wow, I get up from Puerto Rico to con- to Connecticut here at this point. Well, I'm here already. So after that, something happened to me, real, I mean, good, but after that, real bad. Yeah. So you said you came, it was good, and then it was bad. What, what happened? Uh-huh. It's bad because the where I go to live in my sister in law. I didn't know that that she working with somebody with drug. Mm-hmm. She is like a, she hold everything for people. Oh, I find out one day that she hold like like a one kilo, two kilo in the apartment. I said, "Oh my god!" Mm-hmm. So, okay, what can I say? That's not my apartment at the moment. Right. I don't got place to live. Mm-hmm. I got a girl with me with the daughter. Mm-hmm. So I stayed for a little while. So after that, little by little, the guy, he supplied everything to him, or to my brother love too. He find out that he's um, stealing from him. But he put the eyes in me like I'm the humble person, real nice, quiet person, you know? When I move, that I got my apartment quickly, he offered to me, listen, you want to do this? Good morning. Right there, good morning. I said, well, man, why not? So I started from there. Mm-hmm. Helping him to hiding everything in my apartment. Uh-huh. Talking about kilos. Yeah. In that moment. Cocaine? Cocaine. Yeah. Cocaine. So, you know, I started using too because I used a little sniff cocaine in that moment. So little by little, give me, get this, get money. You need something for the store? You know, he buy me. He used on psychology me. Mm-hmm. You know how it is, you know? So after that, I said, why I want to do it for him when I can do it for me? Oh, jeez. What year was this, do you know? 1986. Wow. That was right. We might, who knows if we ran into <laughs> each other. <laughs> so, so I started doing the, the business from my own. Mm-hmm. I started doing good business, big business in the area. Wow. We owe me. And that year, I put quarter million dollars in my pocket. Did you, have, did you have a name? Did you have a special name? What do you mean? I don't know. Like, like, uh, like who are you known as? In the street, everybody yeah. knows me? Yeah. Jayu. What's that? Jayu is my nickname. Ja? Jayu. Like Jaju. I put that Facebook? Jayu. Oh. Everybody knows me, even um, the police know me already. Everybody, you know, 
So I remember one day I sleeping, I heard a big noise in the door. Boom! Mm -hmm. Freeze! Wake up. What? 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 What I do? <laughs> what do I do? <laughs> what I do? So, is that man, the police, you know, break my door. Yeah. I mean, told me, listen, I know you. I know everything about you. So I'm going to search everything here. Da, 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 da. In that moment, I don't have nothing with me. Uh -huh. Wow. I was lucky. Yeah, so, but um, one detective, Colombian guy, saw me, come here, I want to talk to you for private. So he put me in the other room and said, listen, I know you, I know what you do, da 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 da. He told me, you know how it is. So in the same moment, he said, I know you because the person told me live in here. He put the finger, like, at the third floor. So you know how the, the light, what kind of, so after that, I started using heroin. So they, they didn't arrest you? No, 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 because you don't find nothing. Wow. Well, he said, I want to keep my eyes in you. Oh, yeah, that scared you. Yeah, of course. Uh, yeah. Of course, oh, yes. Oh, yeah. But you know what? I scared for two, three weeks, let's say. <laughs> After that, I started again. Yeah. I started, but I started, like I said, I started using cocaine. You know, cocaine put the person real up. Right. Mm -hmm. Real yeah. up. So I can fall asleep. I don't fall for like a four month because I use I, I, I can relate to that. So, one my friend told me, listen, you want to fall asleep? You want to go sleep with your knife, with your well? I said, <laughs> of course. I said, here. He put a, a bad heroin in me. I said, when you finish, you don't want to do no more cocaine, sniff that, you can fall asleep real well. So, sadly, I opened the bar, I sniffed the bar, after hour, I feel, oh my God, I want to go to sleep. <laughs> so I fall asleep. I sleep well. I say, oh my God, but let me um buy more. So I want to keep it with me. But what happened? When I open my eyes, one day I wake up with my whole body. I can move my body. I can get out of bed. I say, what's going on with me? I told my, my, my wife, that mom said, I don't feel good. Something happened to me. So the guy, he gave me the first um, hearing, it's away with me, right? He told me, I, oh, I know what it is. I said, what, what is it? You need more hearing because you're addicted already. Harry said, no. I said, yeah, exactly. I smell the back. The whole pain disappeared. Like uh -huh. my, so starting, um, I destroyed, started from there. Wow. The, 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 the next part, history. Well, tell us a little bit about your history. <laughs> well, um... Oh, my gosh. In that moment, when I'm doing... When I'm real... So, di so, just to be clear, so you thought you got addicted to the heroin after one bag? No, not after one bag. Okay. I started using little by little. After yeah. what I said, maybe after two weeks or three weeks. Wow, it's quick, right? Because I don't use one bag. I use a couple. Yeah. I mean, because... Yeah, I yeah. have it with me. And you have to sleep. Exactly. All right. So yeah. I have to sleep. I have to wake up. Yeah. Because I need one. I depend. When I wake up, I depend on the back too. Wow. Because I can't get out of the bed. Yeah. My body is like somebody, I mean, the car hit me or whatever. You know, pain everywhere. Yeah. My body. So I started using more and more and more. So now I feel more for heroin the cocaine. Yeah. So I started saying, no, 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 no. I like that one better. Mm-hmm. So... I started using a couple of bags, after a couple of bags, a couple of bundles. Mm. 
Amen. How many bags are in a bundle? Ten. I use it like a three, four bundle. Yeah. And, uh, on one week. Did you always just snort it? <laughs> what do you think? Yes. You did, did you shoot? Yes. Yeah, you started to do that Because too. the other thing about that is when people started sniffing, it's like a, I don't feel no more from my nose. <laughs> so if somebody there say, oh, you need to go directly yeah. to the vein. Right. Curious, one day, this guy, I hang out with the guy, the, um, he injected. He said, listen, you have to, because you want to feel it quickly, that's the best way. Boom. But I made a mistake that day because I never shoot all my, my pain. Yeah. So he told me, you came first, after that you can use heroin. I listened to him. So my first time that I injected something in my, in my life, cocaine. Oh um, my God, thank God I still alive. Big one, I got that directly to my pain. I freeze the whole body in me. I mean, I feel like a, my ear, I started from my, my, my feet, like, a, I mean, freezing, everything freezing, like a, go up, 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 to my ear, started noisy, mm, but real loud, real loud. My my lips changed purple, terrible. So he helped me to do the other thing, the heroin. So when he put heroin, it go stabilize again. So yes. So for me, that's the day that I mark my, my, my life. I never understand why I did that. I still ask me today why. So today I ask why. Did, do you have an answer? No. Yes and no. Okay. Yes and no. I learn. I know the answer. I learn. <laughs> I that's, 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 well, you learn never to do that again. <laughs> the, I mean, don't do whatever people do. Uh -huh. I stay the way that I am. Mm -hmm. I mean, I learn now that everything that I got right now is value. Now, did you have a little girl, did you say at this time? I um, be personally, I don't got very kids, but I, I raised kids that today call me that. Mm -hmm. The grandchildren call me grandpa. Mm -hmm. I feel good with that. I feel good. Yeah. I feel that the the, the gift the God want me to get mm -hmm. right now. But when you were doing all this, you you had your girlfriend from. Were you still with the girl from yes. Puerto Rico uh, be, and yes, her child? Yes. And yeah, that's terrible because that moment, both of them because the little girl know about what's going on with me. Mm -hmm. We are not the same one that she met. When she little, yeah. Mm -hmm. And my wife in that moment said, "Listen, I have to break with you. I have to get out." I said, "No, don't, don't you know how? No, you don't understand. You don't understand." But she separated with me. So, and that episode in my life, I left myself homeless in the street. Wow. Because I not got the, the quarter million no more in my pocket. The people that I helped before don't help me, mm -hmm. but I say thank God for that. Because I bet the people helped me at that moment, I want to help me to steal the same. Mm -hmm. So it brought the door, I mean, close the door at me, the windows, I say, oh my God, look at the people that always help. They care people all the time, so that's the way pay me back. I don't get in that moment. Mm -hmm. 
in the moment that it's freezing outside, I mean freezing. So snow, Geraldo, You're in Hartford? Yes, correct. So where did you go? Did you sleep outside or did you go to the shelters? Or never, never, Phil, never. That's a good question. What? Never. And not because I'm a proud person that I don't want to go shelter or I don't want to do this. No, but I don't go places to sleep. I always live in the street. Like when Empty you, buildings. So when you say you like sleep in the street, you would sleep in an empty building? Empty, empty car, abandoned car. Did you have anything with you? Did you have... Nothing. Just the clothes on your back. Do you have a backpack? Nothing. For how long? Like for two years. What? Wow. Wow. If something happened, Phil, I, that's, I don't know how I can explain oh. that. It's like a, 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 I'm trapped in there. I don't got where to go. I'm real trapped. Listen, in that moment, me, myself, thinking and talking myself, say, why I am doing this and that position that I doing now? Why me? Why? What is, you know, I'm crying, Phil. I'm crying at myself. Why? So how are you even getting by? Are you selling? How are you getting drugs? Yeah, yeah. So in that, in that, in that, in that time, it's a lot of um, people coming from different places in the Hartford, mm -hmm. looking for two. I want to say um, Caucasian people, they're afraid to go and buy. Mm -hmm. So give, I'm always waiting because I know the people already. Mm -hmm. So I, every day or every night or 24 hours, 7, I stand up in the street, people go to me, okay, buy this, take this. That how I support myself. Yeah. After that, you know, I started stealing. You're going to have a choice. People using drugs. The one way or the other way, you have to look forward for, for money or for whatever. At that moment, everything is dope for me. It's about cocaine and heroin. So I started doing speedball together. Cane and heroin. Yeah, speedball. Yeah, so but I don't do it that. I can shoot. I mean, heroin, I can shoot cocaine. Mm -hmm. So I do it all the time together. Mm -hmm. I, I don't know that I knew some of your story, but I don't recall you being homeless for two years. Yes. Wow. It, that, 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 that terrible felt because, do you know what the, the part that the marked to that time, like homeless? When people need, I wanted to say that because this is open, this is reality, right? Mm -hmm. You want to hear it, right? Mm -hmm. So it's sad uh, when you don't got a place to go oh, yeah. for a sleep, for take a bath, and use the bathroom. Oh, yeah. That hard. Yeah. 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 Well, it also explains a lot of how you connect with so many people in the community now. Yeah, right. <laughs> That's right. I know. <laughs> you know exactly yeah. where they're coming yes, from. Yes, yes, yes. Even, even, even the, a lot of people, maybe you don't know either about this part in my life. Uh -huh. You don't see car, HRCC in Hartford? Yeah. I used to shoot dough in that house before. You did tell me that. Oh, okay. When it was abandoned, yeah, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Look at what I do now. I know, you take care of the place. Yeah. So now the place for me is like a something special in my life. So what Geraldo was saying is he shot dope in the house that is now the Hartford Recovery Community Center. Correct. 
where Geraldo is the volunteer yeah, manager. Right. And it's been there for years doing that. Redemption. Right. So what was the turning point for you? I started go to jail all the time. Go to jail all the time. By choice? Yeah. Oh, no. So inside the jail, I started involved the gun. In that years, exactly that year, Hartford, I want to talk about Hartford, they started the big war in the gun member, mm -hmm. one to other, you know? What were, the, what were the two gangs? La Solidus member yeah. and the Latin Kings. Yeah. So it started a big gang, war. So I'm voting there, I said, my God, I get out of the, the, the street to put my son the other issues about gun members so I can go nowhere because People know me, and like you say, everybody know me. Mm -hmm. So everybody, okay, this is him, this is him. So one day, I feel, I feel tired. I feel tired, Sandy, tired about draw, tired about live homeless before, tired about the gun member, tired, I, I, I don't got a house to go every morning, every, day, every time in my house. So I said, I have to do something. Mm -hmm. I have to do something. So. I started a treatment program, methadone program, where um, I met um, good people over there. Which place? Uh, Hartford Dispensary. Yeah. Hartford Dispensary. Mm -hmm. So I met um, David, you know David, mm -hmm. and Phil, mm -hmm. Phil. Yeah. So people, real nice people. So I, I give you a hard time to the people in that moment. <laughs> I can't imagine you giving anybody a hard time. <laughs> <laughs> so, but little by little, I started, in the treatment program, I started using though, you know? But again, I feel tired about it. I got training, I got this. Little by little, I built it myself. But something missing in my, in my life. Boom, I started the methadone real deep. I said, this is the moment. I want to take this serious in my life. Mm -hmm. I do it. Feel good. Little by little, I started, start, you know, growing my mind. The, the good thing that I had to do. Mm -hmm. So I meet the other girl in Manchester. <laughs> I know her from Hanford, mm -hmm. but she's living in Manchester at the moment. Mm -hmm. She said to me, listen, you want to change? You want a better life? Come with me. Mm -hmm. uh -uh. I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but um, one day something so. happened real bad in Hanford. I don't have choice to leave. Mm -hmm. To Manchester, I stay over there for a while. Because I don't got choice. Yeah. So I moved to Manchester. So that means you were in Syria. Your life was in jeopardy. Yes. Your life was in yes. danger. Yes. Because of the gang stuff yes, and the drug correct. stuff. So you needed to get out, correct. Of, out of the city. Uh, and that was far enough. Manchester uh, was far enough. Manchester at the moment is not a lot of Spanish people. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. So it's only quiet place, safe place. I said, why not? So I got a girl, I got a house. Mm -hmm. Well, hello. <laughs> <laughs> That's good enough. Exactly. Right. So I moved over there, so little by little, God worked on me. Yeah. So that's the moment that I started doing recovery only. Mm -hmm. I still the program, treatment program, mm -hmm. a methadone. Mm -hmm. Good. But after one year, two years, everything come down hard for I mean, normalize the situation. So I then I come back, come to Hartford. 
So I started working in a couple of places, do volunteer, little by little. So I started working with myself in the methadone. I started uh, blind detox. Mm -hmm. You know what blind detox means? Not blind, blind detox? It's mm -hmm. like a, when, for me, for example, I, I, I've signed agreement mm -hmm. with my, 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 my peace manager in the moment or my, my consulate. Yeah. That he want to put down my dosing, but he don't want to let me know. Oh, gotcha. Oh. He yes. call it blind data. Gotcha. So, when you go take the medicine, go down. In the last minute, I drinking water. I didn't know that. Mm -hmm. That's a purpose. Mm -hmm. Right. That's a very So, and, and before they get out the methadone program, I found other place that that the one that I'm looking for exactly. But after a year and a half, I found out Sika in Weatherfield Avenue. Mm -hmm. The friend that he told me about Sika Big Bird. Mm -hmm. Oh, I remember. Big Bird? Mm -hmm. oh. I thought it was my, might have been Manny. No, I said I got money too. Yeah. But the first one is Big Bird. Syndrome, Syndrome. With, with Roberto. And with Roberto Garcia, there you go. Some yeah. money. And that's Roberto. why we have Jolie. Yeah, exactly. So yeah. everything is, you know. So uh -huh. it's funny because I find out she got the first day. I was so sad when I heard Big Bird passed. Yes. Me and Hans. He was, he was so funny. <laughs> and they call him Big Bird because met him. Yeah, because he sounded just like a bird when yeah. he did that. Well, <laughs> so. he the one and let people know about what's going on the right. different tone. Right. Different yeah, signals. But, so what so what year was that? This is happens young two thousand one. Uh, Big Bird told me. Yeah. Two thousand two, I met Sika yeah. and. Weather for 550 weather free. In yeah. 2003, I put my volunteer application. Yeah. I'm the official volunteer for CCAR. Yeah. That's my first recovery walk. Yeah. In 2003. After that, everything history. Well, like now. Well, there's a lot to tell people about that because you are a volunteer. We opened the Recovery Community Center in Hartford, what, 2005? Five. Five. January 25th. And I think you—that's when you started telling me I used to what you used to do there, and you were such a faithful, loyal volunteer. You were talking to people in the street all the time. I kept saying, "Aroldo, when are you going to come work for us? When are you going to apply? When are you going to apply?" And you, what did you say? No, I'm good. I'm good. And you were working like two doors down the street or no, something. No, Three no. doors down the street. That's all the testimony that I have yeah. from the Hartford Recovery Center. When I started doing volunteer at Hartford Recovery Center, it's like a, that's my temple right there. Mm -hmm. I do everything there. I got everything. It relaxes me. That's me. Mm -hmm. One day I sit down in front desk, pick at the front desk. A couple of people coming from the next door, Latino Community Service. To find out what Sika is, mm -hmm. the um, offering support to people recovery. Blah, blah. So this guy looked at me in my eyes like a, I do something to us. What's going on with this guy? I don't know him. Mm -hmm. So this guy, after he saw Sika, he come back the next day. I said, Are you at Aldo? I said, Yes. Yeah. Listen, I work for Latino Community Service. I got a position over there. So you want to apply? Why me? <laughs> so, little by little, 
I started working because he heard about me from CICAR, how the volunteer that I do, how I do it over there, my responsibility, my respectful, my everything. Mm -hmm. So I work for Latino Community Service, six and a half years, HIV prevention. Mm -hmm. wow. Even I stay working in Latino Community Service, but I still doing my, my volunteer in CICAR. So during this time, you're taking care of your recovery. How, how, do, you take, how do you take care of your recovery? Were you going to 12-step meetings? Were you going to church? Were you doing something different? What were you doing? Right, right. Thank you, because I forgot about the part. Okay, when I find out CICAR, I do my recovery. I do everything to stay clean. Something missing in me. Mm -hmm. A big part missing in me. I started asking myself again, what happened? What I miss? Something missing. Mm -hmm. I find out it's about God. I say, God, I need you. Dios. Dios mío, ayúdame. <laughs> ayúdame. So, I go to First Church of Nazarene in Manchester. Yeah, right down the street. Yep. Yes. So, that day for me, oof, <laughs> beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. I stayed there for almost 20 years. Member of the Church of Nazarene. Mm -hmm. I feel complete myself. So after that, I started doing the volunteer, doing the, what I do. I also support my um, NA in Spanish, in mm -hmm. San Agustin Church in Hartford, mm -hmm. and others. Also, I, um, I started a group in Hartford, new group from Yale University, calling Imani. Um, did I, you ever go to 12-step meetings? Yes. NA. NA, NA. So yeah. I, I remember one day, Years, years ago, um, Hartford Recovery Center did the retreat to the guy from Wilson, Bill Wilson. Bill Wilson House. Yes. And there's yes. a Bill Wilson House, but we were, uh, on a re we were on a retreat near there. Yeah, real beautiful conference. time. Beautiful. Yeah. I was involved in something. I know you are. So, um, um, when did... Uh, you worked at as HIV specialist for, for six and a half years. When did you start at CCAR and how did that happen? Well, <laughs> that's, um, wow. <laughs> let me see, the, the, let me think before I talk to my mom, help my mom. <laughs> no, you know what? Remember when you say, you say, um, a job in Hartford in the center, you want to apply as a nana? Yeah. I don't know, you remember a couple of um, episodes happened, like you. Offer the guys, no offer, say, apply, you got opportunity for everybody. Mm -hmm. I say, it's not ready yet. It's not time yet. Mm -hmm. I waited for the moment. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I believe the, the day that I apply for SICA, that's the moment. Mm -hmm. After many years, I said, this is the moment. This is the opportunity. I put in God's hands. Right. So that's what, you know, that's what I do. When I find out about the position, because that's my dream in the beginning, believe me or not. Even I said not to you, but when I go to bed for the sleep, I say, oh, one day I want to work for cigar. One day I want to work for cigar. But I let God let me know. Well, I believe he did. Um, what year was that that you uh, started cigar? Uh, September 3rd, 2015. 2015. So you were working as HIV and you were specialists with Latino Community Services, you were a volunteer at CCAR 
And I want you to talk a little bit about your experience in 2010 when I was diagnosed with stage four cancer of the tongue and you used to come visit me. And what compelled you to do that? Well, I mean, that's just something that I feel in my heart in that moment wow. because I pray for that. You know, I said, God, what do you want from me? What exactly you? A lot of people go to jail, visit people in jail. Mm -hmm. A lot of people do um, homeless people, help people. But for me, I like to go to the hospital. I always go to the hospital all the time. Now, because of the COVID-19, a little complicated, you know? Mm -hmm. But that moment when I found out Phil Valentine mm -hmm. is in the hospital, it touched me. Mm -hmm. Because it's not because Phil Valentine got to the hospital because he got cold. Or he broke the arm, or this is something serious. Yeah. Something that, wow. So I remember the second day, I think, or the third day, people talking, the staff talking about you in the in the sick car, I listening, right? I said, oh, wow, what can I do? You know, I want to do something. I want to show my love, my passion. You know, mm -hmm. I, I care about what happened. Mm -hmm. You know, it touched me too. So, one day I said, you know what? I don't want to let nobody know. I want to go. Mm -hmm. So I go to the hospital. I go on the full floor. So we have free Valentine in the room. When I go over there, I found Phil sleeping. Mm -hmm. So I said, okay. I don't want to pass the hand. I don't want to, you know. So I started praying. I started praying. So mm -hmm. I feel like I open one eyes. Oh, so see. He saw me. After that, I go a couple of, like two or three times more, right? At least. Yeah, yeah. so, so yeah. pray for me. You know what? It's something that I give the glory to God mm -hmm. to see him back. Yeah. I mean, I believe that works in you different ways. <laughs> I believe that to be true myself. <laughs> so, I'm talking about that way. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So you are known as one of those people who just warmly welcomes people in and inspires them to check out recovery. Mm -hmm. Is that that same little boy going to the party back in the cane fields? <laughs> well, everything changed, you know. But, yeah, it's like, uh, I mean, it's like, I remember when that happened, when I played in the job with my brother, my neighbor. I see everything like it, the same thing. Pure life mm -hmm. and recovery. Now. Mm -hmm. I, I see everything different now. Now, the, the gift that I have now, that's the gift that I wanted when I was little. Mm. What do you see in Hartford now? Like you've had so many versions of living here and now you're you know, you're a volunteer manager in the Hartford Community Center. It's the, the building is the same building, and that's your community around there. What what are you seeing, and how how can we touch people for recovery? Wow. Good question, Sandy. The way I see now is a lot of opportunity. Mm. A lot of opportunity. Mm -hmm. So the what I see now is people suffering because don't got somebody let know places like us mm -hmm. in the community. Mm -hmm. yeah. I wish I can 
but my word from the play and say, see Carl, oh, this play, you know, to let people know if somebody wanna help you, wait for you. Right. Mm -hmm. uh, how do you take care of your recovery today? Exactly what, exactly what I'm doing. That's right. my recovery. That's take care of my recovery, help others. Because my time myself busy. Mm -hmm. Actually, you know what's funny? Because when I go to to see Casado on Sunday, you know, yeah. people tell me, "What are you doing uh, here?" Uh, uh, a lot of things happens, you know. Mm -hmm. You know how many phone calls I receive it. The thing happens in car. Mm -hmm. I found people where they are sleeping. I found people doing the bathroom pastel. Yeah, a lot of things happen. But the funny thing is about when I go places, right? I go to the store or Walmart or any store, right? People saw me, you know how call me? I'm not Rivera no more. That's not my last name no more. Geraldo Sicar. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Geraldo Sicar, how you doing? <laughs> wow, I've learned more about you uh, doing this. I mean, you're coming up on what? Six, seven, seven years with Sicar as an employee? Close, close, I got six. Seven in September. Yes, yeah. right, right, right. All right. Which is, but you've been with CCAR for so, so much longer. I know. And I just want to tell you uh, how much I appreciate everything you contribute. I appreciate um, how we've been able to uh, integrate so much Spanish speaking um, activities and curriculum and events and that's a lot to your leadership and I know that Jolie helps you with that too and yes I love that that I like to be cutting edge I love that you do a podcast in Spanish and Thank you. if you have any more ideas about that um, always open to those I remember one time um, we had one administrator that was real concerned about you not doing your administrative reports right on the computer yep yep and i was like uh time out we didn't hire geraldo for how he does his administration <laughs> that's not why we hired him right we hired him for exactly what you do and it's that's to have loving arms that are open to the community and you've reached so many people that we never would have reached if you weren't involved with us thank you thank you no thank you thank you. you are just a remarkable human being. I'm so grateful that our, our paths have crossed. So your dad may have farmed and grown sugarcane, yes. but you are spreading the sweet victory of recovery wherever you go. Right, oh, Sandy, listen to you, the sweet right, victory of recovery. <laughs> Thank you, Sandy. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks, Rodo. You're welcome. You're welcome. It's my pleasure. Yeah. Thank you for listening to the Recovery Matters Podcast. We hope that you have connected in some way with what you've heard. For more information, you can find us on the web at ccar.us. Like and follow us on Twitter and Facebook at ccar, the number four, recovery. And on Instagram at Recovery Matters Podcast. And you can use the hashtag RecoveryFirst to show support for our mission. Have questions, comments, feedback? Email us at podcast at ccar.us. Fire feeds fire.
So if yours is burning right now, reach out and share it with someone.